What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight. Dear friend of mine, Mark what Francis. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Each and every week. That is one of the lines that you say in the intro every mm-hmm. single time. This is mm-hmm. each and every week. You no know? matter what's going on in the building, no matter doesn't how matter. busy people are. Doesn't matter. You know what? Is or is not Life available. goes on. And it's always been said, I don't know if it's always been said, but I feel like that, you know, church doesn't happen just, you know, once a week. It just, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here we are once a week where we debrief. It's good. To send biblical truth. There you go. I, I just want to unpack that intro line a little bit more. I think awesome. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's good. I love it. Good to unpack with you. Yes. Uh, she's joining us on the podcast for yeah. the first time, Miss Rose Locke. Rose, how are you? I'm doing great, and I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Yes. Thank you for being here with us. And you're famous because you're just on the Fellowship Family Podcast with your husband last I week. Was. So Roger quick, was on it quick too. Plug, yeah. Quick plug I haven't for seen that. It yet. Wow. Go check it out. Rose and we talk some... about the fact that he's an introvert and you will probably never find him sitting in this chair. But I he was love there me with some me. Roger Locke. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so you, fun. You'll get, uh, you can hear all about the Locke's life in community groups and small groups. It's mm. great. It's true. A lot to unpack. You've been around the church for a good while. I think we talked about a that. A very long time. We just celebrated my 15th year on staff, awesome. which is fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been here a while. That's you can awesome. throw a party. We can throw a party oh, for you. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Have some balloons. Okay, so that's ne- now that's in my creative. Uh, I was gonna say, but you can't pocket. throw it yourself. Oh, we have to get true. somebody else to throw it for <laughs> that's you. That's true. Guys, let's jump into a weekend in review. Uh, lots going on on the FBC campus this weekend. Mark, you want to jump into Water Day? You were kind yeah. Of well, we'll just that. say Mark Carey's not here with us. Uh, yes. You know, during the time of our recording, there's a funeral going on. There, mm-hmm. There's going to be things happening during the course of this week where he wasn't able to join us. So. Thank you, Rose, for being here for oh, that. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we'll we'll try to do it justice um, oh, to sure. unpack the sermon. But yeah. you know, this past week, it it's the end of the summer, kind of in some people's minds. It's the kickoff to a new focus that we're launching. Overflow. We're going to be hearing more about that coming up. But we had a water day, a fellowship together event outside, and it was like the perfect weather, perfect temperature. We had three huge bounce house slides. Was very impressive. That I saw you out there, Caleb. You know, you're you're trying to hold down the fort, mm-hmm. keep those kids at bay, and they um they had fun. But the shaved ice was the best. <clears throat> shaved part, ice I was think. great. I loved the shaved ice. So so fellowship together's have been a success. I think over this past oh, summer. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. People have gotten a chance to get together, meet new people. I mean, I'm walking around talking to people that I haven't seen and talked to in years, and mm. they show up, and I'm talking to them and learning more about them, and it's fun. Mm. It's great time, and kids had fun, and I, you know, we're gonna continue to have more fellowship together's in the next. Uh, well, and, and again, it's just a stark contrast to last summer <laughs> and yeah. the ability we have to actually do this stuff now and, yeah. and offer it up to the congregation. So, yeah, tons of fun. Guys, let's jump into a, a Sunday in review. Pastor Mark was in Romans chapter 15, and so as the three of us are here just to kind of talk about the sermon and, and even just our experience on Sunday mornings, Rose, I want to come your way first, and I'd love to hear... Where where do you find yourself on a Sunday morning physically? <laughs> and what I, are you doing? Where am and, I and are you able to, you know, <laughs> attend a service or are you always moving around? What is what is a well, Sunday morning look Sunday like? Sunday morning I 
I am present in the building, but yes. I'm everywhere present. So um, this past Sunday, I actually ran slides. So I actually oh, okay. was the person who made the song lyrics advance. So if that was badly done, that's on me <laughs> this past week. Um, and then um, I, a lot of times I'm putting out fires. We had a we had a slight fire this last weekend with not our real, shooting. These are metaphors. Not a real it was fire. Not a real yeah. fire. It was yeah. a slight <laughs> fire. Our, um, our, we usually stream Three Directions, Facebook, um, our YouTube. website. Uh-huh and YouTube and our YouTube stream went down. We had some internet connectivity issues and then we weren't able to recover in time to get YouTube streaming back up. So for everybody who listens on YouTube, I'm sorry. But um, so there's some fires to put out usually. Um, I do, however, get to really enjoy the sermons usually on Saturday night. And mm-hmm. then I get to repeat them on Sunday, although I have to admit on Sundays, I'm usually not as in- attentive as I can be on You're Saturday one of those nights. rare people who really do hear the sermon at least two or three times yeah. every week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're very similar, I will say. Very similar. Yeah. Not always identical, but lots of similarities. Yeah. Well, that's come out on the podcast, which is cool, is we, yeah. we get to hear him say, you know, in, in this service, I said this, or in this service, I used <laughs> right. this illustration. So there's a little bit of mix and match there. Yep. But sacrificial service, Rose, first of all, because <laughs> wow. I think I think it's your job to realize what could go wrong, and then everyone else is just none the wiser, because it's, Rose is moving and, and doing all this stuff. So we appreciate you. Oh, well, thanks. You're awesome. Thanks. Yes. I feel appreciated. Uh, Mark, I'll come your way. Romans 15. Let's let's unpack Romans this. Romans 15, the key word is hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are certain times where sometimes I feel like a, a sermon or a service has a little downer feel to it. You're just like, oh, man, <laughs> life is rough. Life is challenging. And especially, when, do you remember back when we were in the beginning of Romans? And the depravity of man and sin and how we just felt, oh, man, this is another depressing sermon. <laughs> yeah. Here we are, and in this package of sermon is bookended with hope. Even mm. though he started out with a story about Afghanistan and how there's plenty of people that feel like they don't have hope. Mm-hmm. And here we are as believers in Christ. We know that we have hope. And that, that word is a, such a deep word that it'd be cool to unpack here because... Um, you know, on the surface level, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope that tomorrow's going to be a good day <laughs> or I hope sure. tomorrow's weather is going to be nice or or I hope that, you know, then it can get more serious. The, the doctor's report is the way I want it. Here we're talking about the ultimate hope, the ultimate um, thing to look forward to, and, and that's Christ and his return and, and what he's done for us. We look backwards with communion and we can look forward to what his return looks like. Rose, I see you smiling. Because oh, I gotta, I, I gotta look at you. Tons of, yes. tons of stuff. Like tons of stuff just comes pouring to yeah. me. You know, like, mm. um, I in in some of the background work I do for the worship services is I spend a lot of time reading scripts and I spend a lot of time thinking through the scripture readings that are designed to enhance the sermon and to enhance the worship of the people. And one of the things that came out so cool to me this last week as I read through all the song lyrics and I read through all the scripture passages was this really cool thing we do in Christianity that you don't do in other places. And that is that we look to the past for our hope to the future. And even even in when I when I was doing all that research and I started thinking about that about our Christian faith, how how important remembering the death and the burial, the sacrifice and the wounds of Christ, all those are so important. But as we they they give us hope. And when I started, I was trying to look up some quotes because I was like, maybe I can find this cool, pithy quote that will help <laughs> enhance the thematic material, you know? And I started looking at all these quotes about hope and and a lot of the quotes were like 
put the past behind and look to the future and hmm. and don't look at what's happening today but look to the future but in christianity we actually look to the past because in the past in what christ did for us is our future hope and i just thought that that's an important thing that sets hmm. us apart mm -hmm. from the way the world tends to look and we celebrate that. We celebrate, we celebrate the past. The all, past I can, yeah. all I can think of is the Lion King, Hakuma Tana. <laughs> Pumba, put the past behind you, or Simba, put the past behind you and just look to the future and Hakuna Matata, whatever will be, will be. Yeah. That is the world's perspective. Yeah. Here, we're a complete opposite, like you said. We are intentionally looking in the past, and we know we what the future is going to look right. like. It's not just... Uh, just do whatever it wants to, however it turns out, it's going to turn out. This is, I mean, scripture gives us such a clear guideline of how we can worship and how we can celebrate the past. And we did that with communion and then how we can look forward to the hope. And it's not, it's not hope that's like uh, misplaced hope. You know, that, that's such a key, I think, important thing to realize as well, that we're putting our hope in the creator of the universe, our hope in a sovereign God. And misplaced hope is pointless and well, futile. And I just really loved Mark's. Um, sometimes when Paul quotes um, all these Old Testament passages, I don't. I personally don't always entirely grasp what Paul is trying to say. Hmm. But when Mark talked about how it starts with David praising God hmm. among the Gentiles, hmm. and then it moves to a call to for the Gentiles to praise, and then it moves to a call for the, all of the peoples to praise. And then we all have this hope of this future kingdom where we'll be united one tongue in that praise. I mean, it. I, I love that he ended with the overflow idea, which is what our next focus is going to be, because it just makes me want to overflow with joy and hope and anticipation and to share those things with mm -hmm. other people. And that's what, what Romans is bringing out, because the context of this chapter is self-denial on behalf of others. And if mm. the more aware I am of Christ and what he's done for me, the more empowered I'm going to be to to do that for others. And I like what you said, yep. Mark, just about it, it is a real hope. And so there's obviously a call for a Christian to know more about this guy that died for you, right? We, we, we should really crave knowledge of this thing. And, and to pass it on. Right. Not just internalize right. it ourselves mm -hmm. and That's keep good. it to ourselves, but then to share it to the world around us. And I think it gets hard in the church context because we can easily place our hope in something Christian, but not Christ himself, mm -hmm. maybe at times. Yeah, and so it, it's hard to measure what we're idolizing versus is it still Christ? And, and that's where it can get tricky. And so it's so cool to have obviously that opportunity to come together as a corporate body, but yep. to really wrestle through these passages and, and see them in a new light and, and truly get to look back on, on what Jesus has done and, and even on what he's done in our own life. I remember when I first started my mentorship program here, there was kind of this off the cuff, if you have any questions ever, just email a pastor. So I was like, I will. Just pick uh, one, right? I will. Just pick one. So I just like, you know, okay, John Morrison. So I emailed John Morrison and I said, I said, how can I grow in my understanding of the Holy Spirit so that I don't live presuming how he operates? Like I wanted to know how we know how the Spirit works. Am I being led by the Holy Spirit or by something else? And he basically said to me, don't underestimate the, the idea that the majority of our understanding of the Holy Spirit can come from looking back on what he has already done in our life instead of mm -hmm. assuming what he's going to do. Yeah. 
and and that is where we start to just see God's plan unfold. And oh, that that is where the Lord was in that situation. And I remember being in it. I wasn't thinking about God at the moment. I didn't know how in the world He was going to pull me out of it. Mm. But we get to do that as we look back at the cross and what happened on Calvary. We also get to look back at our own life and think, this has been quite a journey. Yeah, the and, faithfulness and, of God mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we can see. You saw in your own life. I've seen it in my life. And and then how can we help others around us recall and remember where was God faithful in their lives? You know, for especially as you interact and engage with a believer, mm-hmm. just if they're in a dark spot, you know, where was God months ago or years ago how has she how has he shown his faithfulness to you Mm. to then recognize and realize there is light at the end of the tunnel if you're in a dark spot there is hope there is a future because of his character because of his faithfulness well and i think there's a component here though it goes this idea of overflow is really capturing me because um the idea that that god and the holy spirit and his word pour into us and we can't contain it. Overflow is like, mm-hmm. like imagine, uh, imagine you're you're trying to contain water between your fingers, right? You can't do it. So when our cups are full, when the whole when God and the Holy Spirit and His Word have poured into us, it comes out in ways we don't even know. People mm-hmm. point me to Christ in ways they don't even know, but it's because they've spent time in His Word, and it is just flowing out of them mm-hmm. from his from the source which is him yeah and you're referencing i'm almost quoting word for word i'll go there romans 5 verse 3 through 5 and not only this but we exalt in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance proven character and proven character hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That God has poured out his love to us, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And then obviously it continues and goes and unpacks the gospel in that chapter of what God has done for us through, through Christ. Right. That's Romans 5, but then what Mark was in, Romans 15, uh-huh. 13, yep. NIV, and Mark referenced the NIV in his sermon on, on Saturday and on Sunday both. Um, may it's Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, what a great tie-in and lead-in because we are behind the scenes here, Rose, you and I, especially in in mm-hmm. talking about this upcoming family ministry focus, but it's a church-wide focus of overflow. And man, we're going to see some cool things on the stage. I'm excited about how there's going to be some references of that pouring out of God's love on us. He's the source of that love. So then internalizing within our own hearts, so then how can we then show and display that love to others around us? You know, if we try to produce that love ourselves, <laughs> that well is going to go dry really, really quick. Mm-hmm. And so to keep coming back to God, the source of that hope, the source of that love, to then be able to take it ourselves <laughs> and be blessed and encouraged by what God has shown us to then share it to the world around us. It's a great picture of our call that's not an obligatory call to go serve and to go love and to go care for others. It's not a guilt-ridden thing. It's not legalism. It's, it's because of just this natural overflow of our hearts that, man, look at what God has done for us. Look at what he has done for me. Look at what he's done for all of us around us. And how can we then share that love to other people? I mean, you can't help but profess the gospel. And we do a poor job of that. I do a poor job of that. So how can we inspire and encourage 
ourselves <laughs> first to do that. And for all of us watching and listening here, what are what can we do this week to show that love to other people? And I think I think a big part of it is, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the state of the world. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know, but more and more I see. Uh, the church, and I refer to the church as in like Bible-believing Christians, more and more I see the church going one way. We have the hope. We have the truth. We have what we have. We have something special to share. And I see the world going the opposite way. Mm. And it puts us in this, this, it puts us in this hard position because we don't want to, we don't Mm. want to follow the world and we certainly don't want to surround ourselves with people who don't have the truth but we have a we have a job which is to share that hope to overflow with that hope to them and i often pray if i know i'm going to be um uh, i do some work um some musician work that's not church related and i often pray that when i'm in those circumstances that i will be a light and i will share hope and i will that, that they will see me marked by the Holy Spirit, that I'm different, and that they will want to seek and know and ask questions. And I think that's an important thing that we as Christians are called to do as we overflow with that hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And more and more and more, that hope is going to set us apart. And that I think that is something that comes up a lot in these kind of very topical, very cultural issues of uh, at what point do we not you know sit in the seat of mockers and stand with scoffers or whatever but also that's our mission field and how can we bridge that gap and make sure we are in the world great commission yeah. response but yeah. not of the world and and there are a lot of different opinions that's on how such a far act. man that is so tough and, and, and so tough and the important thing to remember is the cross can fill that gap no matter how big the the divide is mm-hmm. and 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 we don't fill the gap we are not the ones doing it, right? We're not pouring out. We're we're overflowing with something that isn't ours. Yep. Um, yep. And that's just such a key factor to, I would argue, the whole foundational approach to why we're doing what we're doing. And that is also true for just participating in the local body. I mean, I, I have love coming back here and my adult life is, you know, entering my career path, family life, all that stuff. To see all the workings of the church and just continue to raise that value, even for me as a church member, there's merit to raising the value of the local church. There yep. is no, there's no plateau in the Christian mm-hmm. faith. There's no complacency. I'm, I'm, I'm in enough. The, the Christ fellowship doesn't work that way. I mean, you haven't arrived. I haven't arrived. Right, so, right. Mark Carey, he hasn't arrived. No. No. He, mean, he never think... even arrived to the booth today. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you just release that podcast with Roger and I, like yeah. this week or today at some couple weeks, a couple days ago, couple days ago, yeah. It is out. So in that, I, I talk about something that I just think is really important to you're bringing up the idea of community and mm. being together with mm-hmm. members of the of our of our body, and I think there is something, uh, Caleb, that God put in you that that I can't see unless I know you. And so God brought you into my life so I can see something about God. And the same with Mark. I think there's something about God in Mark that God has placed in him that I can't really know or understand unless I have community and relationship with Mark. So I believe that God has brought Mark and you into my life so that I can know more about God and I can learn things from both of you. And I think that's an important part of of us being in community as a church because we get to know better who God is hmm. and how he loves each individual and how to care for each individual. And then that that kind of strength 
of that unifying gathering allows us then to be able to go be in the world for a little while and to overflow to the world. But then we need that coming back to the gathering to get a bigger picture of who God is, to be, mm-hmm. remi- who, uh, be reminded of who God is and what has he done. And now we can go back out and we can you know, overflow that to other people. And then we can come back in and and God helps us get filled up again. You know, not that God, I don't want to imply that God's not pouring into us all the time because Mm -hmm. he is. But I think that the gathering plays a really important part of that. And I think like what we did on Sunday, communion and participating in communion together is a really important part of that, that remembering that, that touching of the bread and that tasting of the, of the juice that, um, that unifying experience of remembering together and now go overflow. Yeah. And you kind of just brought up a little bit of a question. You know, the, the idea is God continually pouring into us. And I think he is. But then are we recognizing it? And are we as in our human eyes, and our human brains, are we seeing God in the world around us to recognize his love and his pouring out of his love into our spirit, mm-hmm. of his spirit into us? Rephrase that. But, you know, are we really... Are we, are we exposing ourselves to see God in those moments? And I think that's a key question to, of having us walk in the Spirit day by day to, to, and be in His Word and to be in that relationship with Him to where we are recognizing God pouring His love into Well, us. and then we're channeling it one way or another, right? We're having an opportunity to respond to it. And Rose was just mentioning, you know, how God can work through you and me and in her eyes and same for all of us. And that just speaks to 1 Corinthians 12 and mm. what, what the network of the body actually does. But it, it speaks to just an affirmation of and hopefully adoration of God's Word. And yeah. that is mm. how we can know more about this guy and, and see that in other people. And when you talk with others, when you join a community group, when you listen to a podcast on the way to work, you had two choices, listen to something that's going to glorify God in your relationship with him or something else. And so when we, when we cope in this way and we come together as a body of believers, you start to be encouraged by the way God is working in someone else's life mm-hmm. instead of your own. That's what stories and that's a and very powerful so, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what we try to pull out with those fellowship family mm-hmm. podcasts is just to right. hear what's going on in the lives of other people in our body so you can be encouraged and so you can be inspired and recognize that, yeah, you know, God is <laughs> present. He is moving. I might not see him or feel him. So how can I, you know, where, how can I see God in a more clear way today? Yeah. And you cannot, you cannot negate the role of other people in that mm-hmm. challenge. Uh, it's, uh, Last Friday, I I work with a group of high school students on a regular basis. Last Friday for our devotion, we did Psalm 63. And one of my students, I assigned my students to read the passage and then ask questions about the passage. And so my students read the passage. And one of the students said, I want to know what David means when he says, I saw you in my sanctuary. Like, what sanctuary? Did he really see God? You know, it was probably the tabernacle because it was before Solomon's temple was built. And so that student just asked that question because it was an assignment in class. But I've been personally chewing on that now for four or five days. And this morning, as the worship planning team met together, we actually chewed on my student's question for four or five days. There's a 16-year-old who went to God's Word with me and encouraged me and challenged me and opened up my eyes to think about something in His Word in a more important way. So that 16-year-old is overflowing with the Holy Spirit because He is 
because God is pouring into him, others are pouring into him, and now he has poured out and encouraged me. And that that brings about hope. That brings and about just, hope. Yeah, and excitement, and just kind of bring it full circle to the key verse that Mark is honing in on, which is verse 13. He brought out basically three key points about it. The source of hope, which we know is God, the means of hope, and then the abundance of hope. And I, I find it neat to kind of just unpack a verse like that and really say, oh yeah, there's the source, I mean, the God of all hope. Yeah, God is bringing us that that hope. You know, what are the means? And then it's the abundance of just hope. And mm-hmm. and that that that's a key takeaway that I can just walk away with. Yeah, God is my means, or God is the source. I have the means through the Spirit, and there's an abundance mm-hmm. uh, that brings all kinds of joy and peace, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I want to transition into announcements and stuff, but before that, so the next few weeks, you guys would probably actually know this. Sure. Morrison and Avery are preaching. Avery Is that first. The, Avery and then, then Morrison? Two Morrison. Okay, cool. So, so we'll, we, we, can, we can say their last names because they both have the same first name. <laughs> we know it'll be John. They're John. Uh, yeah. So they'll be invited on uh, to talk through some of that stuff, um, but... Is there anything you can tell us about Overflow or I can, I don't know what's a secret water fountain? Oh, I know oh, they're working on no stuff. secret, no okay. secret. All right, talk about Bring the talk about the water. Oh, fountains. water fountains. Well, um, <laughs> I think I think I think well, I I I had the privilege of being part of the 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 creative planning team um, when we were trying to figure out uh, how do we. Um, how do we inspire people in the one another's? And so mm. we sat around a table and talked about what does it mean to love one another, to care for one another, to pray for one another. Um, I, I the, the last list I saw was 34 of them. Um, and so we sat around and talked about what does that mean and how do we do that and what does that look like? And there was a really, it was kind of cool because in the planning the creative planning team, there's a really quiet guy there who hadn't said very much. And all of a sudden he goes, it's just like God overflows from you. You know what I mean? We were like, <laughs> overflow, that's just that's just great, you know? So we kind of grabbed on that term. And of course, as soon as I heard overflow, I thought about fountains that just like the water just overflows. And so we're making water fountains and re- there's going to be real water. And probably in the next 24 hours, we're actually going to test them to make yes. sure they actually work. I'm wondering when we were so, so um, we actually uh, have rock, you in it, and it's not heavy rock because we made it with a really cool technique. We used um, waterproof paper mache, which is just awesome. It's mortar, so, cool. so we have like mortar up to our elbows some days. But it's going to be really, um, we're really excited about. Um, mm. We're really like spi- excited about inspiring the congregation to think about how God's love pours into them and then how they can pour it out to others. And sure, it's fun to do all the little creative hooks and all the twists and stuff, but with the ultimate goal that, I mean, I say it this way, years and years ago, one of the first series we did where we actually provided stage decorations and stuff was Doors of Opportunity. And I remember Mark Carey, this has been years ago, him talking about walking through the doors of Walmart and like, when you walk through the sliding doors, you know, like you're walking into a world of opportunity. He was talking about sharing the gospel, you know, mm. and to this day, sometimes, not every time, but sometimes when I walk Walking through those sliding doors, <laughs> I think about these are doors of opportunity. I have the opportunity to overflow mm. with the love of God now, or have the opportunity to be self-centered and self-focused. And so, um, 
we just want to inspire the congregation as they're out and about in their daily lives to allow things, the, the common everyday things that you might see on a regular basis to, to remind you of God and his love. So how cool would it be if you purposes. see a waterfall, if you see a water fountain <laughs> in your everyday life, and instead of thinking about water or throwing a penny in it, well, let's think about God's love pouring into us so we can pour out to others. And just those visual metaphors are, are just, that's God's creativity. Just bringing out, you know, it's in his word of overflowing and mm-hmm. and the spirit pouring out on us. And just that, you know, Jesus is quoted in, I think, John 7, you know, out of you will flow innermost being, out of your innermost being will flow living waters. Yeah. You know, so you're going to be hearing some of these images that are from scripture that can hopefully encourage and inspire us to then go live it out. And yeah, and cool. and I'm excited about. I'm even more excited about. Uh, sometimes we want to overflow, and we just don't know how. So I'm really excited. Mark Francis has done a great job working with our broader ministry, uh, with all of our ministries, in finding opportunities for us to do that and encouraging mm-hmm. us to do that. To, there's a neighbor thing. I'll let Mark speak to the, all of those events and stuff. But when I hear about them, I'm like, wow, that's a great idea to actually put into practice mm-hmm. some of these overflowing ideas. So. Yeah. So what can we yeah. point people towards before we get? So out a here? lot of there's a lot of things that fall under this umbrella of overflow coming up in the fall. Um, The first is this coming Sunday, if you are not a part of a community group, we've been challenging everybody to think and pray about that for a while now. And there's the opportunity to sign up, to actually go to an open house on Sunday night from six o'clock to seven o'clock in the main auditorium called Group Link, where you can find and meet the leaders of those groups that have some openings. And you'll get a chance to meet and talk with them and, and hear and see when they meet, what they study, how they interact, and maybe meet a couple of the other community group members there as well if they show up and just be able to have a fun night of just uh, figuring out where do I get plugged in. And so that's Sunday night. And, and again, that falls great in line with the idea of overflow, you know, rubbing mm-hmm. shoulders with one another. And um, lately the community, or sorry, the communications team has been coining these words of we're called to grow, connect, and serve. And if, uh, if those things are happening, community group is a great opportunity to do all three of those. So that's coming up this Sunday night to get plugged in. And it doesn't have to be an event. You can still go online to sign up. There's a new wall in the lobby that shows all the different, um, a map of the area of all where all the community groups are meeting, little bio cards. So if you want to see a face and a name, be like, oh, I didn't know that person's name. And now you see their face. Oh, they're actually a community group leader. And when do they meet? You'll get a chance to see that on the wall there in the lobby. So that's the first thing. There's going to be idea cards in the home center. And the home center is the central hub for all of the um, just wealth of resources for families. And um, there's going to be a packet of cards that are going to be about 20 different cards that each one of them is a different one another passage and a little devotional and little kind of hook theme that's going to encourage you and your families to just sit around the table and look at one of them a day and grab that packet on Sunday. They'll be there um, for the remainder of the, the fall focus. And we're going to have hundreds of them. So, and I'm so excited about those. I'll yeah. just I'll just throw a little Rosie word in here for those. really cool ones, well, too. Well, so I'm, I'm really excited about those. They're actually a packet and might even be an understatement what they are. They're professionally yeah. done, very beautifully printed. And they're kind of like a... a uh, well, we call them, they call them fandexes. I don't know, like when you're memorizing things, like the presidents of the United States, they have them. So they're going to, those cards are going to be connected to each other. So you literally can leave them laying on your table. And then when you want to, you want to, 
think about overflow or you want to do a devotion with your family, you'll be able to grab one, flip through the deck, find whatever interests you, and then do it. And so we're hoping that it's not just going to be a 12-week thing, that these are going to be on your kitchen table and in your drawer for a really long time. And we only printed 20 of them, and there's way more. So there's even more cards that'll be uh, as a resource online that you can find in a PDF form. Just click on the link, read them, use them, so you don't have to actually physically have one. It'll be on the website there. And, and that's just what I'm talking about for this weekend. Then mm-hmm. we're going to be calling the body to, to, again, how can we care for one another as our own church? And um, go to the website and sign up to be a part of a guess who's coming to dinner night um, where you can sign up and say, yes, I'm willing to go to somebody's house and I'm willing to host somebody from our church. And it'll just be a random drawing that you'll get assigned to somebody and then you'll get your name will be assigned to somebody else and then you'll have somebody's name assigned to you and it'll be kind of a cool way to just get to know other people here at fellowship bible church linking with the theme of overflow Mm -hmm. so that sign up will happen during the entire month of september names will then be assigned out in october that's just the first part of the month it's awesome Um, (laughs) a lot of stuff So there's more on the website Mm -hmm. there's still that uh that card that can be found that gives all the different activities over these next three months. I think we just talked about two or three of them out of a good several dozen. And there's <clears throat> membership classes coming up. I think mm-hmm. they were full. They were adding room to to host more membership class. So that's so awesome two to full see. Cla- two classes now instead of just one class during the that's, month of September. That is Because awesome. plenty of people were just putting in their names saying, yeah, I, I want to think about this membership mm-hmm. thing at cool. OPC. Yeah, that's awesome. Mark, thanks for being here. Rose, thank you so yes, much. It was my pleasure. I had a great us. time. Thanks for uh, asking. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Google Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons and I'm just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. Mm-hmm.